So, how do consumers safeguard their income according to the long term? Ever wondered about it and how it happens when we never know it's happening? So, welcome to episode 15 of Econs at Work. And we cover the permanent income hypothesis for you in this episode. So, let's begin. The permanent income hypothesis is a theory of consumer spending stating that people will spend money at a level consistent with their expected long-term average income. The level of expected long-term income then becomes thought of as the level of permanent income that can be safely spent. A worker will save only if their current income is higher than the anticipated level of permanent income in order to guard against future declines in income. So, what are the key takeaways? First, the permanent income hypothesis states that individuals will spend money at a level that is consistent with their expected long-term average income. Second, Milton Friedman developed the permanent income hypothesis believing that consumer spending is a result of estimated future income as opposed to consumption that is based on current after-tax income. Under the theory, If economic policies result in increased income, it will not necessarily translate into increased consumer spending. And another one is, an individual's liquidity is a factor in their management of income and spending. Now, understanding the permanent income hypothesis. The permanent income hypothesis was formulated by the Nobel Prize-winning economist Milton Friedman in 1957. The hypothesis implies that changes in consumption behavior are not predictable because they are based on individual expectations. This has broad implications concerning economic policy. Under this theory, even if economic policies are successful in increasing income in this theory, the policies may not kick off a multiplier effect in regards to consumer spending. Rather, the theory predicts that there will not be an uptick in consumer spending until workers reform expectations about their future incomes. To explain this in simpler terms, we can say that if households receive an increase in income, which they interpret as an increase in permanent income, they would increase their consumption by an amount proportional to the increase in income. On the other hand, if households interpret the increase in income as transitory, they would not increase their consumption at all. In terms of multiplier analysis, this, this means that since the marginal propensity to consume from permanent income is high, Friedman estimated it to be 0.88%, the multipliers, assuming the change is viewed as permanent, will be le- relatively large, larger in fact than suggested by the long-term consumption function. Similarly, since the marginal, marginal propensity to consume from transitory income is zero, the multipliers will be small or even zero. Milton Milton believed that people will consume based on an estimate of their future income as opposed to what Keynesian economists proposed. People will consume based on their in-the-moment-after-tax income. Milton's basis was that individuals prefer to smooth their consumption rather than let it bounce around as a result of short-term fluctuations in income. Moving on, let's talk about the spending habits under the permanent income hypothesis. If a worker is aware that they are likely to receive an income bonus at the end of a particular day period, it is plausible that the worker spending in advance of that bonus may change in anticipation of the additional earnings. 
However, it is also possible that workers may choose to not increase their spending based solely on a short-term windfall. They may instead make efforts to increase their savings based on the expected boost in income. Something similar can be said of individuals who are informed that they are to receive an inheritance. Their personal expenditures could change to take advantage of the anticipated influx of funds, but per this theory, they may maintain their current spending levels in order to save the supplemental assets, or they may seek to invest those supplemental funds to provide long-term growth of their money rather than spend it immediately on disposable products and services. Now let's talk about the relationship between liquidity and the permanent income hypothesis. The liquidity of the individual can play a role in future income expectations. Individuals with no assets may already be in the habit of spending without regard to their income, current or future. Changes over time, however, through incre incremental salary ra uh, raises or the assumption of new long-term jobs that bring higher, sustained pay can lead to changes in permanent income. With their expectations elevated, employees may allow their ex uh, expenditures to scale up in turn. Let's now talk about the criticism that this hypothesis has faced. The criticism of this hypothesis has centered on two main assumptions. First assumption is that the assumption of a constant average propensity to consume. First, let me tell you what average propensity to consume means. The average propensity to consume can be referred to as the percentage of income spent on goods and services by an individual. It is arrived at by dividing the total amount spent on household consumption by the total disposable income. Among others, Irving Friend and Irving B. Crevis have objected to Friedman's assumption of a constant average propensity to consume. They contend that households with low levels of permanent income are under much heavier pressure to consume than households with much higher levels of permanent income. Therefore, from a theoretical standpoint, the average propensity to consume of low-income households should exceed that of high-income households, thus Friend and Cravis claim that the average propensity to consume declines as permanent income increases. So, the second assumption. The, sec the assumption of a marginal propensity to consume from transitory income equal to zero. The marginal propensity to consume is defined as the proportion of an aggregate raise in pay that a consumer spends on the consumption of goods and services as opposed to saving it. Many economists have also objected to Friedman's assumption of a marginal propensity to consume from transitory income equal to zero. Empirically, much evidence suggests that the marginal propensity to consume from transitory income is positive. The early empirical studies involved analysis of the impact of windfall income. These studies suggest that moderate increases in consumption are associated with windfall income. More recent studies suggest that the marginal propensity to consume from transitory income is larger than that suggested by the early studies. The same studies also suggest that the marginal propensity to consume from transitory income is less than the marginal propensity to consume from permanent income. From an empirical point of view, this hypothesis is hard to test because of the difficulty of measuring permanent income and permanent consumption. Consequently, debate continues on the merits of this hypothesis. Hypothesis. 
there is however a consensus that the permanent income of hypothesis broadly interpreted is valid thank you for listening it's a great motivator for us if we have such keen listeners like you we'll soon be back covering an interesting theory in the next episode so stay tuned at econs at work